perfect. Well, it's a new week, a new month, and a new podcast. We've made it here to October. I have with me a new guest today. We're doing another interview podcast this week. This time it's with Mike Brawlylegs Begum. How are you, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, the 1st of October, Monday morning. Can't get any more dreadful than that, but it seems like it's all good. It's it's definitely raining here this morning. Um, I went out for a run and it started raining on me. So yeah, you've captured the theme perfectly. So you've got quite a bit of, of clout and, and people to kind of know who you are in the FGC. But if anybody doesn't know who you are, can you explain in much better detail than I could what your situation is? Yeah, I've, um, I'm a disabled gamer, like you said. Uh, I have arthrogryposis. Uh, it's a condition that I had once since I was a baby, so I was born. Uh, it affected my muscles' growth, so uh, I cannot walk. I can't use my arms or my legs. Or I can't grab anything. I can't, um, you know, do any kind of physical activity. Um, but uh, I've, you know, worked my life to figure things out and get around it. So that's how I became a fighting game player. And, uh, so so you just said you can't use your arms and your legs. Uh, you get around on a, on a a mechanical table, right? Or I don't know what the phrase is for that. Right. It's a, it's a mechanical wheelchair table um, that my dad made when I was in middle school and made it again when I went to college. And uh, it's gotten me around. It's uh, about 10 years old now. And... Uh, Right now, it's not working very well, so I'm looking to try to get that replaced. You're playing fighting games without using your hands. Can you elaborate on on how you do that? Sure. So uh, I usually use uh, my wrist as a table, as a platform to keep the remote to my face. I use a, a you know just a regular old 360 uh, controller, Xbox 360 controller. I put it to my face. I use the joystick for my cheek, my left cheek. I use my mouth for the buns, like the inside of my tongue, or the inside of my mouth, my tongue presses the buns, like a single finger would. And uh, yeah, that's how I control characters in fighting games. Everybody that plays fighting games for more than 10 minutes, or video games in general, but you know, obviously our audience here is fighting game players. Everyone that does that comes across instances where they are like, man, this sucks. There's a, there's some kind of an obstacle in my way. The the control, the, you know, the, the fight stick or the controller slips or it sits in my hands weird or there's lag or there's this or there's that or there's some reason why I can't do it. Um, <laughs> and then I look at I look at you and I go, yeah, I don't have an excuse. You know, I, I grew up hearing the phrase, um, when there's a will, there's a way. And I heard that to the point of cliche, where it would go in one ear and out the other. There was no appreciation for it. But, you know, having having met you and seen what you do and how you do it, like that's an example of where there's a will, there's a way. Like people can get stuff done. Um, and, and that's a huge inspiration for probably anybody that's ever met you. So, you know, hats off to you there. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I put a lot of work into this. I've been in fighting game competitions since 2004 uh, with Smash Melee. And, uh, you know, I played other games. I played Guilty Gear Accident Core. I played Street Fighter 4 and 5. I've dabbled in Tekken 7 and now Soul Calibur 6. So, like, it's not like I'm just, you know, one game kind of player. I do like to branch off and try out other games as much as. Uh, my limits let me, but I always try to, you know, break through those limits. If I'm if I'm just hearing this for the first time, 
I might go, okay, so this guy plays with basically by resting a controller on his hand and then uh, playing with his tongue through his cheek. Okay, so maybe he can do some basic stuff, but I bet he's not very competitive. What's your What's your rank online in Street Fighter V? Uh, currently, I'm a Grandmaster at Chun. Um, Street Fighter Four was number one Chun on Xbox Live. Um, you know, I've gone to many tournaments. Uh, one tournaments here locally, done well in majors. Um, made it out of pools at Evo. Um, you know, you know, maybe not the the greatest of uh of resumes. <laughs> you know, some people can beat me in that level, but. Uh, I want to say that I, I think I did pretty well for myself for, for what I can do and and how much uh, I put into my craft. Absolutely. How how long did it take for you to, you know, start to... Because fighting games take a long time before you start winning, especially if you jump into a scene where people already know what they're doing and you have to catch up to them. That's one of the big issues that we talk about all the time, that like the barrier for entry is very high. How long did it take before you were starting to to be one of the guys in your community that was winning more often than you were losing? Oh, it took me a very very long time. Uh, my one of my main train partners, uh, people in the Marvel community might know him as Bane Hollow. He helped me a lot growing into the the community. He was always the one that like you know put a stop. He's like, okay, you think you're good, and then he he would beat me, you know, and and so like I always needed to catch to him because I played Smash. And he started, you know, in Marvel 2 and Third Strike times. So, like, getting when we jumped, both jumped into 4, he was already the best one in the in the area. And so I learned a lot from that, you know, just getting my butt whooped all the time. <laughs> you know, just, just growing and growing and growing until I got to, like, maybe AE or AE 2012 is when I started actually doing well and actually winning tournaments and performing good. And, uh, yeah, you know, big shout-outs to him and, and, and the rest of the, you know, the Valley here in South Texas. They all helped me out. You know, having a strong community is pretty much, uh, you know, necessary to get your competitive nerves up there and to get yourself ready to get into fighting game shape. So, yeah, I love them all. Even my family, my brother's been my main training partner all my life, you know. So without them, I wouldn't be here where I am today. How don't don't be modest, be honest. How good are you in your own local community? Like where do you kind of rank as far as Street Fighter goes? I'm probably like top two in the valley in in, in my community area. I, in Texas I wanna say maybe top five. Um, you know, I, I just don't get out as much, obviously. I mean my right now I have, you know, a van that doesn't work. I you know, if I were to go anywhere I would have to go on a bus. Even then, my wheelchair doesn't work, so it's like I don't really get to test myself that much against uh, talent around. Um, you know, we do have an arcade scene an hour away, but even then, I don't get to go there. So most of my, you know, competitiveness is online, and and I do pretty well. Uh, um, I'm, I'm not, you know, a bad player. I, you know, whenever there's a major or there's a big tournament here or in in the area, I usually place top three or get first place. So. Uh, you know, no modesty at all. <laughs> now, uh, last week we had another Mike on, uh, Mike Ross, and he brought up one of his favorite stories from or his favorite memories in the FGC, and that was when he went to your local area and he played, and and the community there said, "We want Mike Ross to play Brawly Legs," and he said, "Well, he said he went in and he bodied you, and that was Honda Chun Li, which." Um, 
Chun Li player, uh, you should be beating Honda. No, <laughs> uh, now, uh, but but that was a that was a big thing, and I mean I wasn't there obviously, but it was enough to for that to be one of the first things that came to Mike's mind when he was thinking back on on great memories in the FGC. So we got his side of that story last week, but I'd like to hear it from your point of view, how that all went down from from what you remember. Well, I'm glad that Mike remembers, you know, one of the few good memories that he has of uh, us playing against each other. But uh, no, you know, the, the, the tournament itself was, you know, obviously that was a big landmark in my life just because that was the time that I got interviewed by Gutex and Mike Ross. It was, you know, they were... They're like, you know, the the main reason why I'm even known, right? Like they're the they're the, 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 the people that are behind, you know, the 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 Broly legs of name kind of. Um, and I always, you know, have huge respects for them. They're they've they i have always told them, you know, I love them to death. I love Mike to death. Um that day I will say yes, you know, I was still in my fledgling times i guess i was still kind of trying to get myself in a in a good competitive spot um and 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 he he did whoop me he i'll i'll, I'll be honest he whooped me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat it he he whooped my ass and 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 you know put me you know took me out of losers and 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 i respect the, or actually no he did beat me in winners and then i lost to a rose of losers but yeah like i i, I you know when the interview ended and I was, you know, I was telling him, like, don't you hold back on me. Because if you lose, you're going to hear it from me. And <laughs> I, I think that's what he was, like, referring to as, like, they wanted me to to play him, play him. And I was like, yeah, I want to play him, play him. But, uh, yeah, he won my butt. Um, you know, if I can share a great memory of mine, mm -hmm. right, one of my favorite memories, I think the, the people in the audience will know about something about a, a Dash Ultra you know, uh, uh, you know, an excellent adventure. Maybe I think it was around the Christmas time. Uh, I think Mike remembers that. I think I think everybody goes up to him and asks, him, "Well, how did that feel?" You know, getting Dash Ultra with a guy with his teeth. You know, so um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, you know, Mike. We we caught up at Evo. You know, it's always good to see him. You know, I always like hanging out with him and talking and stuff. But, uh, you know, if you scroll down those comments in that last podcast, I wasn't bluffing when I said I would still money match Mike $1,000 Street Fighter 4, any Street Fighter 4. I don't care if it's AE, Ultra, whatever he wants. I'm here. I'll money match him. It would be interesting. It would be interesting to see because the and correct me if I'm wrong, but the strongest iteration of your characters. You're a Chun Li player. He's a he was a Honda player. We're both in Super, right? Super Street Fighter Four. And Honda was regarded as maybe the best character, but lost to Chun Li, who was also ridiculously good. And 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 oh man, uh, but that that would be. I would like to go back and see see how that plays out. Do you still play Four these days? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't. I, I only. At times when I do stream uh, on Twitch, uh, sometimes my chat wants me to play, and I'll play it for a bit. Um, but no, I, I don't like I, I don't like the game. I just kind of like moved on from it. But uh, but it's still kind of fun. Um, I, I entered the side tournament at Evo, and I just forgot everything. So <laughs> I lost to to Sagat, and then I lost to Sakura. And I tried punishing like super on a whiff DP, and I was like, wait, this is like. 
<clears throat> this is like really late, so I don't think I'm gonna hit him, and yeah, I lost. So, um, you know, if I if I actually started playing and started trying to get, you know, into fighting shape in that game, uh, I could probably, you know, still be a top player at it. But yeah, it's all good. So then, most of your time goes to Street Fighter Five. Yeah, Street Fighter Five goes to my time. I mean, I do a lot of training uh, for CrossCounterTraining.com. Uh, um, I, I have so many students around the world. I just had a student from Thailand. Um, you know, I've had some from J- Japan actually recently that I have this week. Uh, I have, you know, students all over the country. Um, you know, that I have about six students right now. And, uh, you know, so I, I kind of can't really delve off of, of Street Fighter Five, but I have fun with the game. I really enjoy it. It's fun. Uh, you know, just, you know, practicing what I can, uh, playing the low tier chun, so it's all good. <laughs> so this has been something that's been going on for a little while now, the cross counter training. And I remember seeing it was like you and maybe Justin Wong and, and a handful of people that was it Gutex rounded up and, and basically um, it, it's a service where you can go online and you can sign up for it. And I'm not sure that the pricing and everything, we can link it up um, if you want here and, and, and have a you know, place for people to get to it. But so, so you just go online and, and how does that all work? Like, I I don't want you to give away all your secrets, but if you could just maybe tell us how that process works and then kind of like maybe one or two basic things that you try to tell people as they're beginning to, uh, to learn from you. Right. Uh, well, you know, basically how it works is they get on the site, they link up with, they choose a trainer they want. Uh, each trainer has their different price range. Um, I think I'm like the cheapest one. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, anyway, so like uh, what they do, is we get an email and they give us their details. They kind of like fill out a form and they say what, how, do, what's the best way to reach them? Do they use Skype or Discord? Um, tell us a little bit about themselves, like what character do they play? How much of their experience is? So I go and read those emails. I look them up. I add them. And then when it comes to the session time, we have an hour session. Um, most of the time they they can add on to that and do you know an hour a week you know stuff like that or you know me i don't mind like we could do four hours a day i don't care you know whatever it helps them the most Mm -hmm. obviously i kind of tell them let's space it out because i want them to learn practice on their own and then come back to me when they feel like they've learned it um but yeah it's it's uh it's uh been doing it for about since ultra street fighter 4 we actually started in ultra street fighter 4 and um been doing it since then and i've I've had you know a good consistency of, of players i've had some players that i've been training for six to seven months you know so like sometimes they just really like training with me and probably they don't have the scene for it and that i think that's the main reason why i do it is that a lot of scenes don't have or a lot of players don't have scenes a lot of players don't have friends that play a lot of people are stuck with just online and they have no one to mentor them and no one to give them guidance so i uh you know really like the service i really like doing it uh it helps me you know reach them out and if i can help the next generation of players you know get better then i'm all for it what's one of the first fundamental lessons you try to teach people with street fighter 5 specifically anti-air 100 percent. i tell them you need anti-air and and you know the crazy thing is you would think they come to me because I'm a Chun-Li master. No, I, I train all kinds of characters. I've trained Ryu's. I'm currently training a Rashid, a Guile, 
uh, a Kami, you know, a Kuma. Uh, actually, right now I have a lot of Chuns, but, uh, you know, I usually dub with a lot of characters. And the first thing I tell them is, you're in bronze, people are going to jump. So let's take care of that first so that when they jump, you have the, you know, ability to read it and to make the right play. Obviously, it takes a little bit more than that because you need to be able to be defensive and not be, you know, don't press buttons all the time and, you know, just be, you know, reserved and, and, and have the patience for it. And a lot of players don't. So that's what we, that's what I try to say. Okay, you need to play patient, you need to calm down, uh, look for things, don't just force it. And uh, uh, some, you know, it, it does help them a lot when they, when they learn that verse. You said earlier that you don't like playing Street Fighter 4, at least not anymore. What do you think of Street Fighter 5? Well, I won't be uh, biased or, you know, I won't shill. Uh, the game does have its flaws. Uh, obviously, I don't like uh, Crush Counter in the neutral. Um, it's it's the, probably one of the biggest things about it. Uh, the thing I do like is that you are definitely rewarded for knocking down somebody. And it's not just, you know, um, you know, autopilot, you know, setups into OS or whatever, anything like that. You you actually get to media in this game, which is something that I really like. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there, there, there are flaws. I mean, some characters, I don't think the balancing is that bad. Like, I, I, I don't mind fighting the top tiers as much. I do think maybe they need a little bit of tuning. I think some of the low tiers need some tuning higher, of course. Um... But obviously, like, you know, in every game, there's always going to be high tiers and there's always going to be low tiers. And um, I think uh, if they can, you know, maybe work with what they can do with Crush Runners, maybe not get rid of it, but also, you know, find a way to maybe, you know, make it less likely for me to press a button and then to press a button and, and oh, we got a Crush Counter into, you know, 30, 40% live. I think that'll be a good plus but i like it i honestly do i i, I enjoy fighting I, I think the variety has definitely made the game a lot better since season one um they've definitely improved on you know the styles of characters and making them their own um yeah you know i think it's i think it's it's fun i think it's great i i just enjoy it more because it's not as brain dead as other as the other games and you know or as street fighter 4 but you know i i definitely feel like i missed out on learning tekken 7 i know that's the craze right now and uh hopefully i can maybe try it i have the game i just need to try it so you would argue this is interesting because my bosses and i keep going around about this because they think that i think they agree with you in that street fighter 4 is more i don't know brain deads maybe a little bit too extreme but is more thoughtful, or I'm sorry, Street Fighter V requires a little more thought and precision and mental fortitude than Street Fighter IV did. And I, and I assume that when you say that you're referring to option selects where people could basically get a knockdown or, or get into a situation, dial in basically two moves, and then the appropriate move would come out based on whatever the opponent would do. So there, there definitely was a lot of set play. Um, after the knockdown. But then I guess I would argue that there's a lot more um, thought that goes into the neutral of Street Fighter 4 as where compared to the neutral Street Fighter 5 where you can play thoughtfully in 5 but it very much benefits the Hail Marys for a lot of characters whether that be in normals or certain special moves 
and um, and so it's very easy for players to just use that as a crutch and stop thinking as much in at least the neutral. No, I agree. I mean, I, I look at I, I I do look at at some old matches. I saw one. Of my I think it was like my last competitive ever Street Fighter Four match, and it was against Daigo's uh, Evil Ryu. And uh, I can tell, like, it was a lot of patience that I can tell, like, what I was thinking about, you know, all he needs is one low forward into this, and I'm going to take a lot of damage and get to the corner. So I got to be a little bit more, you know, I got to chill a little bit more. Um, you know, but then again, like, that's also concluded because the input delay was so low, and, you know, Street Fighter Vibe has a higher input delay, which is another big problem, uh, obviously. So... Yeah, I can see it. I, I think the the one thing I kind of didn't like is focus. I think focus is just a really bad mechanic. Um, it, offensively, it's cool. You get to cancel. You get to do this stuff. But just defensively, you focus back dash. It's like, you know, there's like no meaties anymore. You know, you just kind of, I kind of just do a, a crouching light and then and then often select it to sweep and see if they do it. And, you know, I mean, it. I don't hate the game. I can always play it. I, I, I definitely don't hate the, hate Street Fighter 4. I like both games. I just think I'm currently, my mindset on what's current and my mind's always going to be like, well, let me play the game that's now. And uh, But if anybody ever wanted to play 4, I wouldn't be against it, right? I'd just say, okay, you know, let's play. You know, why not? <laughs> Was Chun broken in Street Fighter 5's first season? Mm, she was broken because she didn't have enough, No, nobody had enough time. Uh, she was broken the first, like, six, seven months. Uh, nobody knew what to do against instant air legs. Um, and she had incredible normals, incredible anti-airs. But um, I think if the game progressed and she was the same, she wouldn't be broken. She'd be top ten, but she wouldn't be broken. I think other characters have really stood out more. I think Mika was better than her in Season 1. I think... Um, I think, like, Kami now is better than Chun. Um, you know, I think it's just, like, people were figuring it out at the end. She wasn't winning ma- many majors. She was kind of like Kami now, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's the that's the whole thing. Is like, she's really good, and she needed fine-tuning, but Season 2 really ruined her. And then Season 3, they're trying to make her better, but uh, it's, it's kind of like, I just have fun because V-Trigger 1 is the best. <laughs> and, and I and I I pity anyone that uses V Trigger two because V Trigger one is just it makes the game so much fun. It makes her so much fun. What what's fun about it specifically? You just you just you know you have to make your player your opponent on his toes. Like I don't mind Kosha. Kosha is great. You know it, it's <clears throat> consistent, but it's just I don't know. Like it's just it's not for me. It's it, it's just V Trigger one. You get the juggles. You get the you know, now they have to respect the overhead. You get, you know, the comeback factor is just so good in V Trigger two, in V Trigger one, uh, two. Uh, it just does, a, it just does damage, which is good. Uh, both V Triggers are really good, but I just prefer one because I get to open up the playbook a little bit more. If you could change one thing about Chun right now, but only one thing, what would you give to her? Oh, if I can change one thing. Um, I think I would, uh, man, I don't know, uh, I would want, um, uh, her, like, flip kickback, like, um, I even forgot the name already, but, uh, the, 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 the entire, no, the one that she had in four, the one that goes over fireballs, 
Um, oh yeah 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 the half circle back kick that's uh, not Hasanchu. Uh, Hasanchu, you're right yeah it's okay yeah i think that would oh, be so good. you'd want a whole other move i mean because so I, I guess i should clarify i was talking in terms of making her better in street fighter 5 and and that's a valid answer if that's what you if that's oh, what you want no, but well, i just mean like i guess to make her better in five she definitely needs like more like another way to knock down uh, that doesn't require meter. Like I know you can do it with spinning bird, but there's a lot of options. There's a lot of times where you can't get the charge. Um, I think like I think something like that would be better for her. Um, I mean I don't know. It's like she's on the brink. Like if you give her something really big, I feel like she'll be back to the top tiers. And I don't think she's terrible in this in this form. I think she's fine. I think the easiest answer would be give her. Give her back season one instant air legs. I was so afraid that you were gonna say it's that. It's good. It's good, <laughs> but it's also like people just need to like focus. Okay, on so what you said that. you said people hadn't figured out the answer to that. What was the answer? You Is it just, just reversal? You have to do a, a like you, like Ryu can crouch your fears. Uh, like you just have to do a pre like preemptive, you know, anti air like like crouching anti air. You know, like it's, I know not everybody has it, but a lot of casts have it. You know, like, you have a crouching something that beats that move. So, obviously, you don't want to press buttons, but Chun doesn't have, like, this most amazing frame trap either. So, <clears throat> you can be willing, after you do, after she does her, her crouching jab, standing middle punch, a lot of, that's when a lot of Chun's like to do it. Um, or they'll dash up and, like, off of a knockdown, they'll do it. I think that's the scariest part, but then that's when you kind of, like, this, you're going to anti or just block and be reversal, you know, so... I don't think it was that crazy. I think it was fine. I don't think it was that crazy, though. I thought, I thought, um, like I said, I thought people were figuring it out at the end. Um, people were just already mm-hmm. preemptively looking for it. And, um, you know, it, like, it's, it's as good as it was. Plus, maybe not, maybe not give it plus two, maybe, or whatever plus it was. Maybe give it <laughs> zero plus one. Maybe like that. That'll be fine. But nothing crazy. All right. Uh, we have Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on the horizon now. It's supposed to come out December 7th, if my memory serves correctly. And you said that you you were first a Smash player, right? Yeah, I started in Smash Melee in 04, 05, 06. Are you looking forward to that? Is it going to take away from your Street Fighter time? It or definitely is. Are you going to play competitively? Yeah, it definitely is. It's definitely going to take a lot of my time. Uh, I played a lot of it in the, in the, in the build uh, at EVO um trying to get adjusted to it and stuff uh like i you know i played smash for it i played every iteration of smash and i've gone to tournaments for it um it's just kind of like you know when smash 4 was at its peak i just kind of stopped playing because i didn't have a uh, wii u and uh my brother i wasn't living with my brother at the time so i didn't really have a smash pl- uh partner you know where i live there's really no smashers other than like like higher in the in the in the valley there are um so i kind of just didn't have time to play them or, or play the game at all so i just uh, didn't have uh, you know consistency playing that game but um it was you know something that i can just practice and and uh hopefully with ultra uh, ultimate i can do pretty well with it and and practice it a lot more fair uh do you already have a character picked out that you're gonna play I want to play King K. Rule, but I'm hoping and crossing my fingers that they will put in Lloyd Irving in the game. Um, if anyone don't know, he's from Tales of Symphonia. 
uh, probably the biggest or you know the most notable character in the in the series. Uh, love that game. It was on GameCube, and um, I know he won. You know, or he was on the Smash ballot for Smash Four and got you know high up there. They even released costumes for it. You know, there's a lot of po fingers pointing that he could make it. I'm here to say I want him in the game. I hope he gets there. He deserves. We we should have a Tails character in it. And there's no one better than Lloyd Irving, so hopefully he makes it. Is there a chance that you're gonna go more competitive with Smash Ultimate and and have like Street Fighter Five take a little bit of a back seat? Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's definitely how it goes. I mean, it's it's tough to say because uh, well, I think it'll I, I'll definitely be able to go in Smash a lot more because that's the time period when you know you got Capcom Cup. And then there's nothing for three months, basically. Um, you know, nothing serious, you know. So I can definitely use those three months to get acclimated with Smash. And then by the time uh, Final Round hits, I can probably, you know, jump back to Street Fighter on the Season 4 meta and then just figure it out. So I definitely will, will, will dabble with both. I, de I definitely want to dabble with uh, uh, Soul Calibur as much, too. Uh, or Soul Calibur 6. But, um... But we'll see. I, I'm I'm interested. I'm definitely hyped up, and and I'm ready to to see what I can do in that game. Cool. I have been. Uh, this has been kind of documented on the podcast for the last couple of episodes or so, in the the standard episodes. That I've been having kind of a kind of a hard time with motivation um, in playing Street Fighter Five specifically. And, and by that, I mean, like, sometimes I just feel a little bit helpless and, like, this sucks. And and it goes beyond just, like, losing is frustrating. And, and of course, like, online is it can be difficult with lag and the kind of stuff that you run into. But it almost feels like it might be a little bit deeper than all of that. And I haven't quite put my finger on what it is. And I'm not just going to go, it's a bad game, it sucks. Because, like, there's certainly good things about it. I do enjoy playing it and especially enjoy playing certain people that that play the game in a maybe a more traditional Street Fighter fashion. Um, but that, all that is to say that I do enjoy the game. But I think that that's something that a lot of people run into where they just are having a hard time finding motivation, questioning if that's even, you know, gets to the point where I don't even know if I want to play this anymore. And, and that's not quite where I'm at, but I think that that's the, the same ballpark. And so I say all this to ask you, do you ever find yourself in times where you just have like no motivation or you have like you just like this sucks or or i just don't want to do it anymore um and then if so what do you what do you call on to to get that motivation back how do you get inspired well uh this answer is gonna it's gonna be long and and it's gonna delve into other things that i kind of want to talk about because of what's what's been said and and done this past month i think and you know where i'm gonna go with this but um, you know, I tend to, to feel unmotivated and down when just certain things don't pan out the way I want. Like, you know, yeah, I, I'll play online and yeah, I go through the same things and, and it does, you, you do feel a little burnt out. Um, you know, for me, I love the challenge. I love the com competition. I love getting out there, right? And, uh, you know, part of the reason why it's frustrating for me is because I don't get to go out there. You know, I don't get to push, put myself out there and go to tournaments and go to majors, you know, as much as I would like. You know, I know 
I've had, you know, Ammo Gamers help me, you know, this last year and a half, gone to Evo, take me to Evo and stuff, and that's great, and and, and I appreciate everything that they've done, and they're always going to be my, you know, second family, they're, you know, I'm always going to support their cause and help them, and I just, you know, um, when I get those kind of feelings, you know, that not want to play this game now because... I'm just upset, or I just don't feel motivated. I really turn into turn turn to, to to my students, and I turn into my teachings, and I turn to, you know, helping the next generation, right? Giving them that knowledge, passing it on to the next person, is something that I really like doing. I, I did it, you know, with friends of mine. I did it with close ones that I know. Uh, I liked helping them out because I want to see them reach a certain fine you know some, some kind of success whether it's just like hey i want to beat this guy because he reminds me of blah 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 like you know like 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 he's just a, a big jerk and i want to beat him then i help him out right hey i want to <laughs> you know win a local because you know I, i'm tired of going on too i want to help him out um you know all kinds of, of goals um it's something that i like to do to other for other people i like to help them reach their goals reach whatever i want to get i want to get out of bronze i want to get this over and we'll do that and i've done that for people and they you know just the satisfaction they've received you know is the best kind of reward for me you know just getting that message at four in the morning on sky say hey you know look at this and it's a picture of them you know a screenshot of them at silver and it's like i couldn't have done it without you it's like those are the greatest feelings that i get when I get to teach and when I get to help the the next one. And that actually motivates me and says, hey, you know what? If I can motivate these guys and tell them, I should follow what I'm telling them, you know? And, and get out there and, and push yourself more and figure out what's wrong, you know? Not blame anything but me. I always blame me. I never I never blame the game. I never blame my character. I, never, I always blame me. If I messed up, it's because I didn't hit an anti-air. Or I messed up because... I didn't finish a combo, or I didn't see their meter, or I didn't see their V-trigger, or I didn't think of this situation. It's always, it always goes back to me, like, no one else. And if I can do that and continue doing that, then there's always a reason to continue playing. It's always a reason to continue uh, pushing forward and, and making yourself uh, stronger, you know. And, and that's the thing that I believe in the most, and, and uh, you know... A lot of times I get unmotivated because I don't get the same maybe attention. And it's not because of the word, I'm going to use this word deserve because it's been thrown out a lot. And that's not what I mean by when I want to, hey, get sponsored by this or that. It's not about deserve. I know that. Deserve, you'll never, you, you never get, nothing gives, is given to you because you're deserved it. I know that. You gotta work for it, and you gotta be, and you gotta press hard. And I know, I you know said some things. Maybe I, I I didn't mean them, you know, after reading it back. But I still believe in it. I still say what I meant, as in, I didn't like the way things were chosen and the people that were chosen. Not to disrespect them. Oh, okay, okay. So let's just clarify right. with uh, for anyone that doesn't know what's up. Just totally be candid, because I think just. 
honest here. Um, so you're talking about uh, the recent sponsorship with um, what is it? Esports ecosystem. I think esports ecosystem. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And and what was what was done? What was said? Well, I just you know, what was done was I I I didn't even know anything about it. I just know that Justin had tweeted something like, "Hey, who? Wh- why do you think you should be sponsored?" Tell us mm-hmm. why and and this and that and I and I retweeted it and I was like because I'm Broly effing legs you know why not right like <laughs> like that I didn't see no application obviously there was one on the bottom that was my mistake and I own up to that there was supposed to be an application to it I was supposed to sign some form to let them know but I thought the tweet was just like hey who do you want and I got a bunch of people you know retweeting it and telling them yeah Broly legs should get it. You know, he's been working at it for so long. You know, he's been in the game. But, you know, and so when I found out who was sponsored and stuff, not to say it could have been, you know, not to not to hate on them. It wasn't about them. It was just more like, hmm, you know, you're going to sponsor this person that lives in California that's already there versus people that don't have travel. I'm not saying me. I'm saying other people, right? You can I can talk about Neon. I can talk about, uh, you know, I know Cool Kid got on there, but I can talk about um, a lot of players that are online that that just have been going, like Nephew. You know, uh, Idom gets a, you know a big name out there too. Um, you know, a lot of people that are on the East Coast. You know, why get someone that's already there, that's already been in the spotlight for so long? And they're like, you know, oh, we got a hundred, you know, hundred emails. I'm like, and you pick these guys, you know? How many like, sponsorships did they give out? I don't know. I think maybe seven or eight. Like Neo got sponsored. I was like, why did Neo get sponsored? What has he done last? You know, but I, obviously, I think it was for commentary. I was like, I guess I'm waiting for Tasty Steve to get sponsored by Bandai Namco then, or Save Jam to get sponsored by Razor then. I guess if if commentary is gonna get sponsored, you know, I saw you know Yipes and you know I saw. Uh, K. Brad, and then people were just like, "Well, you had, you had able gamers on your t- tag. That's why nobody com- comes up to you." And I'm like, "Isn't there a time? I should have gone and looked for the screenshot. Wasn't there a time like in Street Fighter Four when people had like five or six different, you know, organizations sponsoring? Like, I swear, I could have swear I saw like, E. G. F. Next, blah blah blah, something something <laughs> something. K. Brad, yeah. you know, like like five or six things like PRR sometimes gets it." And it's like, you don't tell them anything. Like, obviously, when people get something, you never want to be envious or jealous. And I'm not. Whenever someone gets it, congratulations to them. They got it. They got it, right? It's like if you found a million dollars. Why am I going to hate on you for finding a million dollars if you're rich or whatever, right? Like, I shouldn't. Like, if you found a million dollars, then that's yours, you know? And congratulations. But I just think that when I've already expressed it and when it's known that it's like, you know, hey, I want to get out there. When do you see me at, you know, any kind of California tournament? Never. When Or or any kind of, you know, uh, ECT, East Coast tournament? Never. It's always Texas, Texas, maybe final round, Evo. That's it. And that's all, mm-hmm. I, could, that's, that's all I can get because that's how much, you know, my stream helps or I can afford and, and that's about it. But... It's not a it's not a pity contest. I'm not I'm not saying you know, a boohoo you know like get a sponsor or whatever. Um, I'm just you know that's where my that's where I was getting at with the whole unmotivated part is mm-hmm. you know I feel like I put myself out there. I feel like I got a good following. I feel like 
I've done all the things, you know, all the check marks that are needed to put yourself there. Now, the last thing I said, I admit it. I didn't sign no applications. I didn't even see it. <laughs> I have a screenshot of what the, the tweet looked like, and it didn't show any application. Of, but if you click on the tweet, it has an application on the bottom. And I'm like, oh, duh. Well, then, you know, that's my fault. <laughs> I admit that. But, um, you know, am I going to sit here and cry about it and stop playing? No. I'm just going to get back on my butt, get on there, and keep grinding and keep playing, keep streaming, keep, you know, doing my thing. And, and waiting now, you know, because I, I, I know I wasn't going to get sponsored right away, but I felt like, come on, you know, a guy who plays with his face inspires it's, a lot It's of especially in the esports um, arena, right? I guess we can't call it that because that's an actual place, but the esports like, like situation that we have now, the atmosphere where it's, it's just as important to have someone that people want to see um, on camera and, like you just said, are, is inspirational or whatever. They have to have some kind of either an entertainment value or a reason for people to watch combined with you know not just their gameplay. Like, it can be just the gameplay, but you're absolutely right. I feel like Broly Legs is an absolute, like, catch for a sponsorship. Like, how much publicity could you yeah, get out I of mean, that? Yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I think uh, what I say maybe is is maybe they're, they're worried about how I could market. Like, oh, are you going to market our sticks? Well, no, because I don't play on sticks, right? Or the headsets. I can use their headsets and stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I don't want to speculate on why or what. Um, obviously, yeah, it's probably hard to fund, uh, someone that's disabled. You know, I, I definitely tried, you know, I definitely put my name out there. I definitely signed a lot of applications in my day and so definitely tried and, and, uh, you know, made up my own resume and stuff. But I just, you know, I look, I look, I'm looking at my closet right now and I see, and I, I mean, I mean, I meant the posters, but I, I see seven straight years of Evo badges, you know, it's not like I've been. It's not like I don't, I'm just new and I'm just like, hey, I'm disabled here to sponsor me. No, I, I put in the work and, and I try to, to to validate myself. I know skill doesn't always matter, uh, but I still don't want to be someone that goes in pools and, and drowns all the time. I want to make sure that I'm worth, you know, the, the, the investment that they want to do to me. So... I put in the work, I work hard, I get on training, I, you know, teach people, I, you know, tweet a lot, you know, I know a lot of it's funny comments about myself, but it's, you know, it's just me trying to stick myself out there, and a lot of people are always come up to me in tournaments and always take pictures and always say, hey, you're the reason why I'm here, and it's like, a lot of times, I'm like, damn, you know, like, that's great, and, and, and I just don't see myself at that point. But, you know, there are times where I'm just like, I'm really making a difference to these guys, you know, these people's lives. So why can't I just be out there more and do that in a bigger stage? You know, why wouldn't a company want that? Someone that does promote a good light into the FGC, something that can really get people talking about the FGC, you know, a lot more. But, you know, what it's it's just the way it is, you know, like. You know, I can't, I'm not the one that chooses them. They choose and all I can do is just keep working. That's all I can do. I have a very hard time seeing, um, you know, a future with, with what it looks like, the direction esports is going, how it's growing, especially in the fighting game realm. If you keep doing what you're doing with everything that you just listed off, 
I don't see how you wouldn't eventually make it to that spot because, like I said, I mean, you're great. You're a great player, right? It's it's like it's worthwhile watching you just for the play. Like, is Broly Legs going to do it today? Like, it's, there's a good chance that that could happen, and so people are going to be invested on that front. But as a player, like in front of the camera, that's that's a. I mean, th- there's so much allure there because of your situation and because of you know the, your how unique you are. It's like people would want to see that, and so. I absolutely think that you are a you're a sponsor's wet dream in a lot of ways, and the fact that you're putting in the work like you are, like I again, just as a as a keep going buddy kind of a thing, I really think that the a sponsorship is like inevitable, especially with the way you just laid everything. Yeah, out. Yeah, and that and that's basically why I stay motivated and I stay hungry and I still join the online tournaments and I just still keep you know looking up and helping people and training and. You know all that stuff. It's it's just it's just like you know like, like just going back to that question. You know what do you do, what do you do when you're unmotivated? I keep thinking, you know, don't feel sorry for yourself. Figure out what's wrong and work at it, and you'll eventually come to your to your answer. Not always, you know. I know I know, you know this game kind of you know can can steal a lot of wins from you, but um, you know you always got to try to make yourself as best as possible and the FGC has done that for me I've you know I've, I've grown a lot I've met so many people I've built so many bonds with so many people just if I didn't have fighting games if I didn't have games in general I'd be stuck at home doing nothing and not traveling and being this you know disabled individual and it's you know is it depressing sure but it's not something that I want I wanted to do something with my skill I wanted to benefit from it and if that lets me get to travel and get to meet people and get to inspire more people and 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 do that while doing the thing that i love i'm gonna keep going at it you know i'm not gonna stop Mm -hmm. i remember switching gears here a little bit i remember man it might have been like four or five years ago now uh we were at final round together and i think we stayed in the same room at least one night uh, and it was after hours shenanigans where we, we had been drinking and such and, and just doing, you know, the, the, the standard tournament stuff. And we were in the hallway, I think on the way back to the room. And it was you, Casablanca, Super Yan, and myself. And I remember you doing wheelies on your table. Yeah. <laughs> and drunk Broly Legs doing wheelies at, it was like at least 11 p.m. if not later. Yeah, I, re- I remember. We were we were definitely, I think it was like definitely after, after we were out of tournament and stuff. And yeah, we were just like, well, you know, I'm salty. I'm going to go get a drink and... And, uh, you know, it was just fun. I mean, you know, I, I, I always like to have fun with people. I always like to to tease around and, and to goof off and, and, and not be so... Because I know, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess for me, when I'm out and about, a lot of people just are kind of maybe not afraid, but they're just kind of reluctant to to approach me because they're just like, oh, I don't want to bother him. He's in this thing. and. And you know you don't know, right? Like it's hard. It's me. It's hard for me to express myself because I'm physically disabled. So obviously, I always try to be loud and I try to be fun and I try to laugh just so I can get them to ease up and stuff. So yeah, it was. It's 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 just like that. I just you know I like to have fun. I know I was doing wheelies and stuff. I I, I think I did this once at at Evo where I carried 
Jeff the Hero and and Gutex on my back, and we were all drunk in the <laughs> lobby at a, at a hotel, and so uh, you know it was just it's just you know I just like to have fun, and it's always fun to hang out with people that share the same passion as you. Was there? I feel like there was a time where you had Hamad on the table and it was like his intro for top eight or something like that. And it was like, you guys did like a magic carpet yeah, thing or something like that. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> I've done that twice. There's one I did for Hamad. Um, I think it was a showdown, Texas showdown uh, event. I think it was like a Panda was doing his UFN thing or he was, they, they, they wanted a theme song. And I was like, dude, I will take you to the stage. Just, just, you just have to do, um, a whole new world from Aladdin, and he's all like, <laughs> "All right." So he's just standing on my like on my chair while I'm driving him really slow, and um, yeah, it was just hilarious. I was just like, you know, took him right to the stage where he could just hop off, you know, just like Aladdin does in in his carpet. So it was it was pretty funny. I like doing that. Um, I did that one for another local, uh, uh, for a Houston local, uh, but it was on final round. Uh, one of our Houston locals in Marvel got to top eight. And I was like, he was like, I don't know what I should do for my intro. And I was like, dude, get on my back. I'm just going to take you. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so he gets on my back and I'm driving through the crowd. And and um, I know I was salty because I it was the same. It was the same final round that you were talking about. I was salty because mm-hmm. I just got a milkshake from uh, Smoothie King or whatever. And then it spilled right off when he got on. And I was like, oh, whatever. And so I was just like driving out, drive to the stage and people were getting all hyped and I think I ran over someone's bag or whatever. And it was just funny as hell, but I, I just enjoy doing it, you know, especially just because it's fun and, you know, it captures the, the, the tournament experience when you're there in person. You're, you're an entertainer again, sponsor this man. <laughs> Cause I mean, it's people want to see, people want to see in game. They want to see out of game. It sounds like, you know, you, you got the personality. That's what it is. You have the personality. Yeah, you have I'm not the afraid. I'm not afraid to talk. I'm not afraid to, to, to be able. To, I think that's the. I think that's the hardest thing is when you see me, you're like, oh, he's quiet and he, he doesn't. You know, he let's leave him alone. Let's let let him be. But I'm not like that. I, I like to hang out. I like to talk. I like to, to you know, say what's on my mind and 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 have fun. You know, and just just be a normal as normal as I can be. That's always been my my life's motto be as normal as possible because you know everyone treats you different everyone treats you special and i don't like it (laughs) i'd rather just be as normal as everyone else you wrote a book what's what's the book about Um, i haven't read it spoilers i'm sorry (laughs) full disclosure i haven't read it uh it's about my life it's it's about growing up it's called my life beyond the floor it's on uh amazon it's an ebook currently um it's just you know my life you know, in a different perspective, um, you know, it, it leads the same. It, it's funny because I made this parallel, like it, it parallels to a normal life, but it's just a different road, right? It's like a fork in the road. And some people, you know, go to the right, normal people go to the right. My life tended to go off another road, but our destination is still the same. You know, I still went to school. I still went to college. I still have the same feelings and growing pains of, of a normal person. I just had it a little different because of what I can't do and can do uh, based on my disability. So um, yeah, it's it's a it's an autobiography. You know, I wrote t- typed it with my mouth uh, with a chopstick in my mouth. You didn't you didn't even have uh, someone writing it up for no, you? As you no, as you no, spoke this it. is all me. This is all two years to type it and revise it and 
and then get it published and stuff. So yeah, it's uh, definitely encourage people to read it. You know, uh, hopefully they find it. Uh, it. It's all mixed with a lot of emotion, right? A lot of heartwarming, sad, funny, but it's definitely all raw. Like there's some stuff in there that's like, damn, like you know, it, it's mm -hmm. just the truth. I didn't want to let n n nothing slide. So yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a great uh, book to read. How much better is your book than Daigo's book? Oh man, I haven't read Daigo's book yet, so I I can't really be, be for sure. <laughs> but um, I mean, he's not winning right now, so you know, I guess uh, I guess I could put my book a little higher. No, I mean, uh, I, I'm pretty sure you know his is an amazing book. I, I need to go actually get it. Um, you know, Daigo's always been one of my biggest heroes and fgc idols and you know i have a, i'm always cheering for him no matter what tournament it is i'm always cheering for him to to win and and uh, it's always great to whenever i get to play him and stuff and uh you know hopefully he, he does it uh he captures that, that that winning spree and hopefully he wins capcom this year I, i'm i'm rooting for him at this year capcom cup so We'll see how he does. Is he your favorite player? Do you have a, a he's, someone he's my like favorite. He's, he used to be Mike Ross, but not anymore. Okay, not anymore after that podcast. I'm like, you know what, Mike? <laughs> you know what, dude? I'm just gonna throw you under the bus. No, uh, Daigo's always been my favorite. Um, you know, my brother's favorite is Tokido, so he's been always laughing at me now because <laughs> Tokido's been winning a lot. But um, yeah, I, I think I've always, I've always admired Daigo. I've always liked. Uh, I, I think I like old Daigo more. Just the the stoic. You know, like I'm not talking in stone-faced, you know, mm. not smiling or happy. Now it's like eSports Daigo, and I'm just like, mm, I still like you, but, man, I want that killer instinct again, right? I want that... that I want that DP and yeah, gamer beyond I want offense. That, that no business, no nonsense type of Daigo. That's that's what I want, but, nah, it's, it's all good, and, and, and I, I always enjoy watching him play, and I'm always learning from him. I'm always... You know, thinking about what he's what his thought process is, and I'm always amazed at, you know, the the, the level of, of thought that he puts into his game. Something that I've always wanted to just personally ask you, and I've never gotten around to it, Broly legs. I assume that's a reference to Broly, the character from Dragon Ball. And is that your is that your favorite? That is my favorite. I actually went recently. Uh, they released uh, like an old like the the old movie. They put it on theaters. I actually went. And, and watched it in theaters and I was so mad because like the English version of it audio has all these metal songs has Panthera and has Disturbed and, and I always enjoyed listening to those tracks while the, the fighting is going on and then we go back to Japanese audio and I'm just like man this is so dull and boring but whatever uh Broly's <laughs> always been my favorite I, I I always I told people Broly is a character that if I if you can see inside me my competitive I guess my spirit animal my competitive side that's how bro, that's how I would be Broly this hulking you know monstrous character you know that's always you know just power you know and and uh, everyone always makes that you know all your power is maximum I'm like oh yeah you're right <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah Broly Broly and legs legs because uh, my friend put that at, at Laredo that's where it started because I was always Broly that was it no no legs and then he was like I'm gonna put in something funny and I was like alright Broly legs and then and then that's when they interviewed me and I was like yeah my name's Broly legs and then that's when it continued and I never let it go so that's uh, the story
Right on. And then, uh, but you, do you not play Dragon Ball Fighters? Is that like I know that there's some limitations. Well, I assume there's some limitations, but then again, I would if I were in your position, I'd probably be thinking, well, I can't play games in general, well, and you prove that the hell wrong. So I, I play, I, I dabble, I, 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 um, I do play it a lot, like you know, casually. I, I try to get into it like competitively, but I just. Uh, you know, I just don't find myself playing those kind of games. It's not that it's like limiting. I think if I just really put the effort into it, I can play it. But uh, I just I don't know. I'm not really good at at team games and assist games and a lot of buttons to be played and pressed. And um, like I said, I could probably do it. I just uh, I just I always end up going back to Street Fighter. I seem to remember you saying in the in the cross counter video where they did the interview that you, I think you said you only play or you can only play charge characters. But I think I've also seen you playing non charge characters. So can you just clarify that? Really well, quick I mean for that me? was back then. That was that was you know when I was first kind of was just learning the game and learning how to play and and yeah, charge character was just easier for me and, and just just uh, motions are really hard for for me to do uh, consistently. You know, if I want to DP anti-air, it's kind of like you know, doing it pretty hard with your face is it's not easy. So I always kind of just tend to say, oh, well, I play charge characters because they're easier. But I can play most of the characters. So, I mean, before Street Fighter, mm-hmm. I played Biken in, in Axon Core. And it was, you know, I mean, it was kind of like a charge character because you block and do block moves and stuff. And But but there was motion to it. There's air dashing. And, and um, <laughs> you know, I, I had fun playing, um, you know, Poison in, Street, in Ultra Street Fighter 4 and... And I try to just use as many characters as I can. I mean, obviously, that's not, you know, not really possible to do and, and not to be really good with uh, to use those characters. So I always tend to go back to Chun, but, uh, I mean, I played Smash, and that doesn't have any charge moves, so, yeah. I <clears throat> just like, uh, I favor charge characters, but I definitely can play the other ones. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Any shout-outs you wanted to give or messages you wanted to send out? Uh, well, you know, just shout-outs to, to to my my, my scene, you know. Shout-outs to my brother and my family. Always supporting me, always helping me, you know. you know, They're always looking out for me, you know, no matter the ups and downs. Um, you know, whether, you know, bad messing up or chair messing up. You know, a lot of things, you know, a lot of barriers to overcome, um, but they're always there by my side. They're always there to support. Uh, like to you know shout outs you know the the stream monsters you know that I have when I stream. Um, I try to stream as much as I can, but it's just you know like the schedule. I I have students and then I have uh, other things to do work, so it's like it's hard to just get a consistent schedule. But um, yeah, I mean just that's that's pretty much it, and you know. Put Lloyd in Smash Bandai. I've seen. I'm looking at you. I want to see that character in that Smash game. Um, but now, you know, I, I honestly just, you know, shouts to everyone in the FGC. You know, whether you agree or whether there's people that want to say, you know, I whine or whatever or don't. I love you all, no matter what. You know, it's, I, I never, I never have room to hate on anybody, uh, except for one person. But I won't say his name because. You'll probably rage quit, you know, at a certain time. So, um, no, nah, I love Damn, you. dude, you're not going to do us like I'm that. I'm not going to do you guys like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, nah, I, I love everyone. And, um, yeah, um, hopefully you guys get to see me more in the future. Right on. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Mike. 
uh, Broly Legs. It's been a pleasant time talking. I'm going to say that. Thank you so much for coming on, Mike. We really appreciate it. Uh, I've had a really good time talking to you. Uh, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and link up all of your stuff here so people can check you out on, on your, your Twitch stream and, and check out your book and all the stuff that you're doing. Good luck on getting your sponsorship that I'm sure you will get if you continue down this road. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Right on. All right, guys. We will see you next time.